my number one fear was welcome to another episode of my space where we uncover the joy and challenges of motherhood now today we're going to be talking about the fears that we had as we go into labor oh dear let <laughs> <laughs> me always say oh dear <laughs> And today we have none other than Shanae. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. Yes. So I just want to know because a lot of us have fears. <laughs> I feel we like all do. We all do, right? Yeah. And so I just want to know what are some of the fears that you had when you was going into labor? Honestly, the one f I, I had one fear. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I had two fears. Okay. Number one was doing a C-section. Okay. But I wasn't... I studied up on C-sections, tried my best. I've done major abdominal surgery before. The recovery was awful. And right. so for that reason, I didn't want to do a C-section. But I knew that if I had to, I'd be okay with it. My number one fear was dying. True. Yep. And like anything can happen as long as I'm alive to enjoy my baby and to still be with my husband. That was my fear, was dying. I didn't stop thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you hear of moms dying in labor. and All my life, I've struggled with death anxiety, though. Like, right. it would keep me awake at night, just thinking about, what if I die? Or what if somebody close to me dies? Mm -hmm. And so going into labor, that was it for me. I think for I me now, I, I struggle with that. Like now, after having Jay, I'm like, Lord, just keep my life until you reach a certain age. Uh -huh, like, because uh -huh. I don't want to leave him. Yeah. I think for me, that is like a fear that I have now. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, if I leave him, I'm like, who's going to take care of him? Even though I know he has his dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so still, nobody can replace mommy. Nobody yeah. can replace daddy either. And but. so I'm like, oh my goodness. I just, it's just a really, like you say, you're very anxious when it's at, going through all, like all these thoughts and stuff like that mm -hmm. so that's something that i have right now that i just pray every single day i say lord just keep us alive until jay you know reaches an age where he could function on his own yeah and when mm -hmm. i say function you know an adult yeah 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 <laughs> so yeah but going into labor i don't know if i actually had fears or maybe I just didn't want to think about them. You know, that kind of way I just block like block it yeah. all because if I start thinking about it, then I feel like I would just go down. Mm -hmm. But, and I trust my doctor. Maybe I trust him Lord too knows, much because. I am telling you, he was like, everything, everything is going to be fine. Um, um, I had an, what do you call it? Epidural? No. No. In, what is something in, named? In, Induction. Not when Induce. Yes. Something. <laughs> right. So I was induced, right? Because I went over my due date. Blah, blah, blah. The doctor say, Saturday for me to be induced. And he's like, okay, yeah. It's like a really simple procedure. He went through it with, with me. And I didn't think anything of it because I just, you know, he's a doctor. Yeah, he just. Mm -hmm. I just go with it. I was like, yeah, we're going down tonight. Friday, we go, I'm going to be induced and it's going to be good. Mm -mm. Oh, <laughs> I actually feel sorry mm -mm. <laughs> because I didn't do my research exactly where you wanted me to research at that point in time like what could go wrong no like more what? like why is an induction necessary at this stage of pregnancy I don't Pass know, my I don't know. oh sorry I keep touching the mic 
Yeah, because I've heard that it's normal to go up to 42, 42 weeks. A uh, 40 weeks, the pregnancy go to, right? Mm -hmm. So it's normal to go up to 42. Right. But you were what? 41. You were 41? Yeah, I believe so. On some days, maybe. Okay. But I believe <clears throat> that is not necessary. I think our body knows best. Unless it's some emergency, yeah. that is a different. But I think a lot of doctors do it for their convenience. Exactly. And so at that point in time, like I say, I wasn't educated enough. It's only after when I go through the process, I realize, what madness. Like this, mm -hmm. I didn't, probably if I waited probably a couple of days, Jay, Jay would have come out. I think so. Like honestly. Because, yeah, when you told me that you were going to get induced, in my head, I was like, no. Because I had, I, we were pregnant at the same yeah. time. So I was doing a whole lot of research. And I didn't want to add to your plate by mm -hmm. being like, Queen, don't do this. And now your friend who is not in the medical field is telling you one thing and your doctor is telling you another thing. Right. But in my mind, I was like, I don't think it's necessary. But I just... And at that too, and at the point, I was just so done, Shanae. And I think that yeah, could be Yeah, you were too. ready. I was like, oh my goodness. I need you to come out today, mm -hmm. today, today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I didn't have fears per se i think i push it back and i was just being optimistic about everything i'm like yeah it's gonna be great <laughs> so what happened <laughs> tell me about it what happened? I, i'm laughing now but it was i mean i shared it i shared a story already on my podcast but it was the worst pain i ever experienced in my entire life and i and because of me being induced I would never want to do that again. And I would never recommend anybody getting induced just because of my experience. Now, a lot of people might have different experience with mm -hmm. being induced. But because actually the pain was so hard. And then they had the peptosin. And then they increased it to the highest level. Mm -hmm. And the pain was coming, coming, coming for hours. Nothing. Was it like the magnitude of it was the same? Like it just come on? hard mm -hmm. or it started off like no, small contractions because they it... increase it so when nothing was being i was like okay they ain't seen nothing happening uh -huh. they increase it and they increase it and this is after my water was after they induced me and my water break then they gave the pep peptosin that's what you call it i don't remember it sounds similar I mean, yeah sure for that, and the then name. um yeah, I think I was stuck at four, four to five centimeters for hours mm -hmm. and it's just pain mm-hmm I don't even know how people manage. I, like you say, after you go through labor, I feel like you can do anything. <laughs> like you can do anything. But at that point in time, and I definitely didn't want epidural. Mm -hmm. But at that point in time, the the pain that I received for those for all those hours, mm -hmm. I don't think I could uh, go another hour. I feel like I would pass out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be it. That is a day. And I look at the doctor, and I look at my husband. And I was like, bring the epidural. Because mm -hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't with the pain. And I'm not even said going to lie to you. Nice. Repentance. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was sitting so bad. And, you know, after you repent, how good you feel? You feel that nice. was the epidural. <laughs> <laughs> that was the epidural. But the crazy thing is, because of the epidural, I feel like some nurses and doctors don't take into consideration your body. Mm -hmm. And because you are numb down there, they do stuff 
because they can't feel and it's only after they're the epidural enough, so. they they and i don't think they was gentle with me enough because they have to insert tubes for you know when you urinate well at least for me oh yeah yeah because yeah. Mm -hmm. they can't get up and walk around mm -hmm. and so i feel they just insert it anyhow yank it out anyhow and so yeah. afterwards all that was like mm -hmm. oh, what was going on and so i felt all that pain mm -hmm. and so and then because even after the and i believe that the epidural kind of slowed down um labor labor like yeah. it, it just that was it mm -hmm. like after the epidural yes it was really nice but i've heard that too i don't know if it's factual but I've definitely i have heard no that, idea so if, it's factual, so. if you know let me know comment <clears> down <throat> below and after that i'm like okay i did so much things but then emergency c-section and be and what's crazy is that i had to get another epidural okay because it was weighing off mm -hmm. and that another one took me out like i was so drugged and i don't even know why they asked me my name in the first place like oh can you tell me any <laughs> i really didn't know so if i why what, what was the purpose of asking if i couldn't tell you like at what point was this was this during surgery Them this asking? was before surgery like they already transport me to the room and before they cut they were like can you tell me your name and i just looking like them i couldn't speak oh really that's normal that's that's how i was drugged like i couldn't speak so like your just, lips heavy or were you just i couldn't speak i don't know how to explain it i i try i i, I shake my head they asked if you could yes i knew my name but i couldn't see you couldn't get it out mm -hmm. wow and that's how much i was drugged and i'm like and yeah like looking back at that my fear at that point in time i did have fear on lying down on the table one i i had a panic attack for the first time couldn't breathe and i thought that was it because you went into labor just expecting to have a vaginal birth yes so you did zero preparation none whatsoever with c-section okay. i didn't have research about c-section because that wasn't so that was thought, so out of your mind and then having to go through all of this and i think with the panic attack it just make it even worse because mm -hmm. i just remember couldn't breathe any doctor saying one, they asked if they wanted to put me. As I like, know, I believe if I if they put me to sleep, I wouldn't wake up. That would that would be it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, no, 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 like, mm -mm, mm -mm. like I, I don't want to go and sleep. Yeah, I want to be awake while they was doing it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was one of my fear. Like I feel like I wouldn't wake up when I was yeah. on the table. Yeah, though. during it and during it, and I remember I just couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't raise up and I, I just, all I just trying to push myself. And at the time they were already cutting me. And the doctor was like, you can't raise up. Like I, like, and I fight and he's fighting me down and I fighting to come up to get air. Cause I thought oh, if I'm up, gosh. I'm going to get air. Yeah. And the only thing I could do was close my eyes and pray. Me and the Lord alone. I just close my eyes and um, pray. And then J Papa, well, yeah and then it's a boy <laughs> <laughs> that's a story for another time so so at that point i was like nothing else could go wrong like what else could go wrong like originally i was my whole pregnancy i was told i was Everybody having a girl. a girl so after going through <clears throat> nothing i had planned went like 
come true. Like mm-hmm. every total opposite of everything. And then to top it off with G being a boy. A and boy. at that point, I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it don't really matter anymore. <laughs> and um, I think the scariest part of that was not having control over my body. Mm-hmm. Like, even after um, Jay came out and they, so, and they did everything and they had to lift me up, put me back on, hey, just that feeling of not having control and somebody else doing everything for you, that was so scary. scary. Mm-hmm. It was one of the scariest things I ever experienced. And it had, like, I think back to persons who are unable to perform certain tasks for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like in, I mean, that is the life. So how do they feel on day to day, and how do they deal with all those things? And so, because that is what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! So I didn't had much fear going in. I did have the fear of not waking up if they put me to sleep, and just yeah, that was basically one of my fears. Proud of you. I proud of myself too. I get you. And so now, when I think back about going having that experience like going through um labor again that anxiety kicked back in mm-hmm. always it just kicked back in and i'm like lord if this is to happen i just don't want it to be like like the first time mm-hmm. and i know everybody's like oh every pregnancy different and all of this lovely thing which is good but it's a fear yeah. of Things not going how it's supposed to go. Yeah. So yeah, that's like a big fear for me now. So it's not even so much having to do a C-section, but just things being just completely different from what you expect. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> if I probably prepared for a C-section, then it would be, mm-hmm. it might have been smoother. Yeah. Because you have people like, or yeah. a friend yeah. who had to go in for a scheduled C-section mm-hmm. and her experience was great. She was like, how did I get in a heartbeat? Exactly. She was like, so, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I but, think the fact that yours was an emergency, mm-hmm. yeah, it right. just kind of mess up everything. Yeah, my biggest fear, like I said, was dying, and just like you, I went into into labor super optimistic. Hmm. And Queen, let me tell you, say English. <laughs> when I tell you that, <laughs> I studied so much about pregnant. I I put in all the preparation, and a major part of it was because I didn't want an epidural. Okay, didn't want The thought of having a needle in my spine mm-hmm. and just, yes, I know that it's safe for most women. Most women walk away and have a positive experience with it. But I'm always like, what if? What, what if, if I'm that yeah. small percentage of women who just get messed up by mm-hmm. an epidural? And so my fear of having an epidural led to me preparing for a natural birth. Right. Or an unmedicated birth. Um, <clears throat> and so I went into labor and my labor story was just like, the regular labor story. The right. textbook labor story. Mm-hmm. I woke up and I started feeling contractions. I wasn't sure what it was, but figured out it was contractions. And it started getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Until I said, okay, Kyle, time for you to come home from work and be with me. And he came home. Anyways, fast forward, got to the hospital. And, geez, it was a textbook experience. Not going to lie, Queen. It was in, on so many levels. I remember researching and they said that once you reach about 
seven centimeters dilated, things move really fast. Mm -hmm. So just hold out for the seven. Because you mm -hmm. know the nurse or the doctor comes and check you right. quite often. Yeah. So they're like, just hold out for the seven. And once you reach seven, just know that it's coming soon. And that's exactly what happened to me. That my doctor came in and he was like, okay, you're about seven, seven and a half. And about half an hour later, he was like, you're ready to push. And my water didn't break naturally. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't feeling a strong urge to push. So he's like, what we can do is wait for it to break naturally, or we can break it. But if we break it, the pain is going to intensify. Mm -hmm. So you decide. So I'm like, if I wait, then it's more time feeling pain. So I might as well just hit me with the pain now and move along faster. And so he broke my water. Shortly after, I started feeling the urge to push. And I was pushing for maybe an hour and a half total before mass came. Mm -hmm. Luckily, I did my research and I knew that it's normal for first-time mothers to push up to four hours. Right, yeah. But Kyle didn't know that. My husband didn't know that. And so while I was pushing and pushing and pushing and nothing was happening, he was worried. Because this whole time, I'm crying and I'm saying, I don't think I can do this. Queen, your body just feels like it's given everything it can give. Like, I've never felt so weak in my entire life. So I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. No, baby. And luckily, I had it in my head that it's normal. And so I knew that what I was doing was okay. As hard as it was, it didn't mean that mm -hmm. the baby wasn't coming or something was wrong. But because of how weak I felt, there were probably a two times or one time where I felt like this was it. Or this might be it. Mm-hmm. Mm because I'm like, this baby has to come out. Well, I guess you have C-section, but yeah. I'm like, this baby has to come out, but nothing is happening, and I don't have any more energy to push this baby out. I feel like I'm going to collapse. That's how weak I was. And I had your previous, well, not previous, but one of your previous um, guests called it birthquakes. Right. I had that after, after giving birth to my son, because your body has been through so much that your body's in such shock that you just shake uncontrollably and so luckily i survived it and i got to see my son and it's just such a magical thing it's like once your baby comes out of you the pain just disappears mm -hmm. it's just the contractions just go and yes probably downstairs you're hurting but because that pain is nothing compared to the contractions it's like you feel so light you get to embrace your baby and celebrate with your husband and the rest of the family or friends but in the moment, for sure, I definitely had a thought or two that maybe this could be it. I think a lot of mothers go through that, I guess, close to death experience where mm -hmm. they think, all right, there's it. <laughs> <laughs> we just think like, okay, there's it. And so now I tell people, boy, I feel like I face death. That's how I, that's the experience I had. A lot of mothers have a lot of fear out there, but I think, now I think I know if you prepare because a lot of times like you prepare for labor but i really recommend preparing for um a c-section as well no not just a c-section but i'm talking about after oh okay like the after after giving like oh yeah i believe giving birth is like really hard but then there's after mm -hmm. like that first six months um postpartum so yes having that fear but i feel like nobody fear postpartum 
Yeah, you don't really talk. It's like, like get the baby and that's good. And that's it, right? Mm -hmm. And There's nobody fair postpartum until you're actually in it and you experience it. And it's like, whoa. Yep. And so my advice to you, yes, there's a lot of fears going into giving birth. And I guess one of those fears are actually dying. Mm -hmm. That's a common fear. But please also just remember as much preparation you put into that, put it into postpartum. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that is my advice to any mom out there who is getting ready to give birth. Yes, put the preparation into giving birth, but also put the preparation into postpartum. Postpartum. <laughs> <laughs> and that is baby boy. And with that, thank you so much for watching. Remember to like, subscribe, leave a comment down below because that's how other moms find our channel. Thank you again. And remember to mind your space. <laughs> <laughs>